Hey, welcome to Praying the Psalms, a daily podcast from Doxa Church here in Madison, Wisconsin. As the church finds itself isolated physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves, and most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of Jesus who's joined himself to us. Today, we're going to be in Psalm 114. It's a short psalm. I'm going to read it for us here. Um, and I, I don't know why, but um, I really enjoy these psalms uh, that just talk directly and specifically um, about the history of Israel, um, about stories that you read in um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. And, and I'm not sure why. I think part of it is probably just I get excited, like, oh, I, <laughs> I know this story. It makes me feel smart, maybe. Um, but then I think that there's on a deeper level um, a... There's something beautiful about um, someone remembering the history of God's people and, and putting that into song and into prayer. And so let's start in verse one. It says in verse one, when Israel went out from Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel, his dominion. The first part of this psalm is observing and praising God for his deliverance. It keeps going in verse three. It says, the sea looked and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you flee? O Jordan, that you turn back. O mountains, that you skip like rams. O hills like lambs. It starts out and it's referring and verse one and two to God's people in slavery in Egypt and feeling this sense of like, this is not it. We are not home. And all throughout that time, they were waiting to be delivered by God. And you, you almost sense this kind of like slight dig at Egypt um, when it says, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, or at the very least just acknowledging like that was never where we were meant to stay. And they're just remembering, remember how God took us out of that. And then it gets really fun in verse three with the sea looked and fled, Jordan turned back, the mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. And that's obviously referring to the sea being split in half for the, the Israelites to be able to flee the Egyptians. And so first, I just want um, you to ponder this. When you follow God, when you follow Jesus and walk with God, there will be times that it seems impossible. And there will be times where you just hit absolute dead ends. And then God will split those dead ends in half. That is often how God reveals his glory, his care for you, and how you're not the one pulling the strings. He is. You will, you will hit points in your life following Jesus where you think, I don't know how I can continue. Maybe that's relationally, emotionally, materially. I, I don't know. But I'm sure that when you think on however long you've been following Jesus, there's been points in your life where you think, I don't know how blank is going to happen. I don't know how this could get better. 
And it seems impossible because it was impossible without God. And the psalmist here is just marveling at how following God meant hitting this roadblock, the literal sea, (laughs) and God just splits it in half and his people walk free. And not only that, (laughs) verse 5, the psalmist starts to have some fun in kind of jeering at, at, at the sea and the mountains. Other translations say that, that the mountains tremble like animals. Like, like when I, you know, walk out, um, I'm taking a walk or a bike ride or something and, and there's a squirrel or a bird. And as soon as you step towards it, it's boom, gone. Oh my gosh. Get me out of here. That that's how the mountains reacted to God's glory and to seeing him free his people. And as I hear this, I can't help but think of a couple verses in the New Testament. Maybe they popped into your head too. First in Matthew 27, verse 51, as Jesus is dying on the cross, it says, suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. And then in Matthew 28, verse 2, it's describing Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And it says, there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. And all the way back in the early Old Testament, God rescues his people. Seems impossible. How on earth are you going to do this, God? He does it, and the earth trembles. And then you ask, how am I going to be saved by God? And on the cross, and as that tomb is shown empty, you see the dead end, God does it, and the earth trembles. And so I want you to just take a minute and think about maybe one thing in your history where you hit that dead end and thought, I don't know how this is going to happen. And then God did it. Maybe for you, it is the moment that you gave your life to Christ. Maybe it was sharing the gospel with someone and just praying that they would get it. And they did. Or maybe it was material. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the end of this month. And then God provided I want us to do what the psalmist is doing here and remembering what God has done in the past to affirm, actually, no, God, I do know you do the impossible. And that leads me to praise. Continuing in verse seven and continuing this theme of the earth trembling, it says, tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. And this is, of course, referring to God providing water for his people in the desert out of a rock. And this shows not only God's salvation, but his providence. And so let's go to him in prayer now and praise him and ask for providence from him, like Jesus teaches us to pray. 
God, I thank you for how you've saved me. And I confess, God, that it often (laughs) feels uh, normal and mundane. And I know, God, that that isn't totally wrong. Um, I thank God that you are big enough to take my normal everyday life. And, And Jesus, you're Lord of my normal everyday life. And so you are present in that, even when it doesn't feel incredible or whatever, God. But please never, never let me forget, God. Fourth grade, living through a parent's divorce, feeling like life sucks, (laughs) nothing's good anymore, and then hearing for the first time that there's a God who's in control of everything and who loves me and thinking that one of those is not true. And then for three years, you just chipping away at my heart, God. And God, don't let me forget just turning ghost white as I got baptized in front of a church that I hated the week prior in seventh grade, God, and all that you've done in my life since. These are specific to me that pray God that for whoever's listening to this podcast, that thoughts would be coming into their mind of how you've been with them specifically and that that would turn to praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Seriously, it is only in your name, Jesus, that we can pray these things. Amen.